Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today is episode 150. And on today's Thursday Thoughts, I want to talk about analyzing your game. Some thoughts about the way I ran my game for D&D for Extra Life at Gary Gygax's old house. After watching the video from my game. But first, I want to touch on a couple of call-ins. We'll just take it away from here. Larry, Mark from the Awning Owlbear. Just got done listening to your recent cast on uh, getting a chance to play with the old guard. And... I hope to maybe one day make my way out to Wisconsin to see Gen Con and Gary Con, perhaps maybe in the near future, but due to time constraints with work and getting the money pulled together to make the travel, um, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but if I ever should, how does one, this may sound like an odd question, but how does one go about getting a chance to play with them? Um, is there like something you have to sign up for and hope and and it's like a random draw or um, do you have to put in notice and then wait in a line queue I, I don't know maybe you could answer that question better than I can actually ask it but uh, keep up the good work man enjoying the cast and that was again Mark Walring from Yawning Owlbear he called in last episode well Mark thanks for calling again some very good questions. First, one correction. Gen Con has not been in Lake Geneva for many years, and it currently is in Indianapolis, Indiana, where it will remain for the unforeseeable future. As far as getting into a game at a convention with the old guard, it's going to depend on the convention. I'm not sure how that would work at Gen Con. I can definitely speak to Gary Con and Gamehole Con. And the way that works is you first sign up for a badge. And then with GaryCon, they've got different tiers of badges. There's an emerald, which is like $1,000. And then there's platinum, which I think is around 500 Then is gold. I've gotten a gold the last couple of years. And that basically the fancier badge you get, the sooner you get to try to sign up for the games you want, and then there's silver. And basically, it's first come, first serve, and usually there will be six or eight slots available per person, depending on how many they want to run. It could be a lot more. It just depends on the individual. And you try to sign up for the slots you want, and with GaryCon, you get your slot right away you know that you've got it and if it's full you can still be in a backup slot so if somebody doesn't show you can get in Um, some of them also were open to squeezing in one more player Uh, so it's not really hard Um, it just there is a little luck of the draw to do it They used to do it where all the quote-unquote big names, either from the old guard or uh, game producers, 
of newer games were uh, featured guests and you could only get into like a silver badge you got one featured game and gold was like two or something like that and uh, it was really hard to get a featured game for the person you wanted and some of the people that I wanted to get in with I didn't think they were featured till I tried to get into it well this year they're doing away with that so I'm not sure how that's going to work but it's to make it so it's easier to play games with people that you want to play with because there are certain people like Jeff Talanian of uh, AS and SH, Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. He'd been a featured guest, and I wasn't able to get into his games. Well, if I want to do it now, I probably have a better shot. Uh, but it might be harder because everybody can try to get in. So there's a luck of the draw. Um, that's a little bit more rambly than needed to be, but uh, I hope you can make it. Um, it is kind of expensive for the venue, but you can, uh, multiple people in a room and help cut expenses, or you could stay somewhere off site and save some money that way. Um, I have the benefit of being single that, uh, I have more disposable income to do stuff for me that I want, uh, benefit of being older and a decent job. So thanks again for calling. I really appreciate it and hope you continue your own episodes and talk to you later. Hey Larry, Jason here. Um, not Hobbs, the other one. The one that your A-Team reference flew over my head. Anyway, just want to let you know, great podcast. Agree 100%, of course. Um, not sure what else there is to be said about not hogging events and creators, but Good job. Enjoy listening. No need to publish this one. Just wanted to let you know your cast is appreciated. And looking forward to your card game. Talk to you later. Bye. And that was Jason, not Hobbs. He was commenting on Tuesday's episode where I talked about giving others a chance to play with the old guard. When the big names are having a game, the people that have played in all their games ever at any con are taking a spot that other people can't get a chance. So I'll link that in the show notes. That's also what Mark was referring to in his call-in. And Jason, I decided I needed to play that anyway because the call-in deserves to be shared. I don't mean to embarrass you, but I just thought uh, I needed to get that opinion out there that others share that opinion. It's good to uh, share the knowledge, so to speak. Thank you very much for calling in. Yesterday, I got the video from the game I ran for the Extra Life game at Gary's old house this past Saturday, and I got it uploaded, and after work, I watched it, and I watched it with an eye to analyzing how I ran the game, and overall, I thought I did a pretty good job. I actually kind of enjoyed 
the way I presented it. I did know, I did uh, notice that there were a few things that I did that I need to try to improve on. So the two biggest things are ensure that there's more moments in the spotlight for each player. I noticed that I kind of left some of the players hanging when it would have made sense to give them a chance to do something in the game. We did cut the game short so that there'd be enough time for GM Travis to run his game. And so we squeeze it into two hours, but that shouldn't be an excuse. There should have been more time once we got going that each player could do something. And as I saw that, I'm reminded of other times when I had found that I wasn't giving each player enough time or attention. Now, the players that are a little more bold, I guess, and they're taking the initiative with the role play, tend to get more time and be heard, and those that kind of sit and wait tend to not be heard. I find myself being the kind of player that tends to not be heard. Depends on the game, though. Some I get into it more than others. The other thing is that I found that I defaulted to mostly human male NPCs. And that wasn't a conscious thing. It's just that's the way I did it. And I tend to do that in a lot of games. And so I ended up with a human-centric town with male-dominant culture. And it is just a game, but it doesn't have to mirror reality so closely. doesn't have to be men always calling the shots. So that's something I want to come up with a list of more interesting staple NPCs for the games I run. I've kind of got some staples that I tend to see as human males. Why couldn't I extrapolate those staples to human females or any other species in their diversity. Um, some would say it's no big deal. Others would say it was terrible that I didn't do that before the game. Um, but I think it's good that I'm able to watch myself and learn and see that there are things that I want to do better. And I've recorded audio of myself and not had a chance to listen to all the audio of one game I ran online, um, but it was just a one-on-one -on -one situation, so that would be, I don't know, not having had a chance to finish listening to that whole episode from a couple years ago, I haven't been able to analyze that, but the video, definitely seeing the body language and having the multiple camera angles that we had because of our excellent equipment really let me get some insight. 
I don't think I let the situation drag as the players that were taking initiative really moved it along. Um, and so overall, I thought it went well, but it could always be better. So my question is, how do you analyze your games? If you have a game at a con, do you pass out a sheet to have people fill out and rate your performance as a game master? Do you record an audio or even a video so that you can rate it later? How do you know that you're doing a good job? And I've had people say, oh, that was awesome. And they really liked it and were engaged. But there weren't necessarily specifics involved. And so I guess I need to be better at asking the right question or eliciting the response from people that helps them inform me so I can improve how I run my games. What's your method for improving how you run your games? And as expected, I wasn't nervous once we got started. I did really well running 5e. I amazed, I believe I said that when I talked about it on Sunday, surprised the technicians and the other players when I told them it was the first time I'd ever run 5e, but it's easy to bluff your way through that when you've played for decades and run multiple games in different systems and running a game is running a game. It may have some variety based on specifics of the rules, but even though 5e is not the same D&D in some aspects that I grew up with, in a lot of ways, the RP is RP. RP for roleplay, that is. And I said, so, like crazy. And if someone made a drinking game out of how many times I said so during that game, you'd be smashed. You'd be a puddle on the floor. I tend to do that a lot in the podcast. I tend to do that a lot in other things. And it's one of those placeholder words that I use. I'm not the only one that does that, but... I need to overcome that, and it becomes such a natural way of the way I've spoken for how many years ever since I started using it, that I don't know what I can do to get over it, but to troll myself, when someone says so with a long pause, I will say or sing a needle-pulling thread. And uh, I fully deserve someone to do that to me. Uh, I may not appreciate it at the moment, but I should laugh in the end. And GrandCon, a convention in Grand Rapids, Michigan, is this weekend. I don't know why I had it in my mind. It was later in September, probably because prior years it was more towards the second or third week in September instead of the first weekend in September. And it's kind of odd that it's Labor Day weekend, and 
I just sort of realized that it was this weekend today when I saw a tweet from somebody about being there and running a game. I haven't even signed up for Grand Con. I had planned to run a game, but this summer, as I've shared multiple times, has had its share of challenges. And in the last few weeks, being focused on getting ready for this big game at Gary's house, that's all I was looking at and didn't really get past that. I'll probably... Well, my plan is to try to stick to my original plan of going up for the day Saturday, which is the last day of August. I guess one thing that makes that seem difficult for me is that I have a goal of putting out my monthly PDF before the month runs out. So the monthly PDF that I have for August has not been published yet. It's not quite ready. I've had many things that have delayed it. The Saturday before the game at Gary's house, we had no power from 8 a.m. to about 8.30 p.m. And I had a whole day that I couldn't work on that. I did get some play testing on my card game in, but no work on that. I've gotten a little bit of work done since I got back from the game at Gary's house, but not as much as I need to to wrap it up. It's really close. I just need some uninterrupted time. Unfortunately, work this week has been the ultimate in chaos, and I'm so glad that I've got Friday off so that I've got a four-day weekend instead of a three-day weekend with the Labor Day holiday giving us Monday off, and I'm not looking forward to being back Monday after, well... I'm more than a week behind after the way this week has gone, and it's not something I can talk about it. No, I didn't lose my job. No, nobody on my team quit or lost their job. It's just some chaos and unexpected things. Well, one of my uh, team members broke their foot and was uh, out all week because I guess she had surgery Monday, so she'll, I guess, be back on the phones uh, Monday or Tuesday of next week. I hope she's doing all right. Um, if it's the kind of surgery my ex had when she <laughs> fell down the stairs and broke her ankle, it, it's a plate and, and some pins. Uh, so that's fairly quick recovery. But you ended up, she ended up my ex ended up wearing a boot for a while till things all healed up. Um, and then just one thing after another. Uh, so I got to mow my yard because it's been raining before I left for the Gary Con game, and it's been raining most days since I got home. And I've just been so drained when it hasn't been raining that after work, I've been using all my creative energy to try to solve problems dealing with the situation at work or helping customers, it doesn't leave a whole lot at the end of the day. Thankfully, it doesn't take too much effort to put out a podcast. I just have to get in the right frame of mind to get her done. Get her done. Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Anyway, 
I thank you all very much for listening. I hope you have an awesome day. And as always, game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated. Follow Me and Die on YouTube. And you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF, published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on! <laughs>